Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Welcome to the good news. Yesterday we had Michelle Ron, speaker, Miss Senior America 2004, and my fellow speaker at our October 3rd Women's Conference. Go to my website, Angie Austin Radio, to get details on that. We'd love for you to come. And also, Trisha Lott Williford, who is an author and a blogger and a mom. And uh, I'm so glad you guys are back. Let me just give you a little heads up, both of you. Because we, we run out of time we I know. to chat, don't we? <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Yes, yeah. it is. All right, so coming up, it's a really neat concept. Um, Paul Dunn, who's a friend of mine who uh, did a lot of work raising funds for Kemp, which helps kids who've been abused, and also the Denver Rescue Mission, he now raises funds and works with Need Him Global. And Need Him Global is a live conversation about Jesus. And I can just click on chat now, right now, and one of their people will chat with me. Mm. Or I can call the number, or I can text. And he says he's got a beautiful story about a young man who didn't really know about Jesus, who became sick really young, um, and um, got a relationship through this texting, emailing, calling, and didn't even know the the guy. They've never met in person, but Mm. he really led him to Christ. And I think this is such a... The, the people they touch and the continents this reaches, mm-hmm. it's a, such a cool idea. And it's one of those things that you think you're sitting with your girlfriends at coffee and you're like, wouldn't it be cool if you could just text somebody and ask them, um, you know, uh, uh, if you were in trouble, you were depressed, or yes. you, were quest- you had questions about Jesus? Well, that's what Need Him Global is. Isn't that a cool concept? It really is. So it's yeah. like a chat room, like you can sign on and chat with someone? It's... Um, it's per it's one on one. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, but and you we can know text. they're real. I mean, this. Yes. I just want to. Yes, because Paul, on, Paul, who's okay. going to talk to us. Okay. Sometimes he'll get on and he'll answer calls, okay. and he says he has several text conversations on his phone open wow. with people who continue to contact him over months, saying, you know, hey, Paul, it's you know me, Billy again, or whatever, if they okay. want to give their name. And I just wanted to talk to you more about my cancer or my divorce or my whatever, or I need help with scriptures. Hmm. I think it's fascinating because you develop a relationship with someone that guides you through uh, a relationship with Christ. Kind of like a Jesus Google. Yes, a Jesus Google. <laughs> Google Jesus. Yes, got it. Wow. But, and you I get a person that. live talking to you. Okay. You better market that, Incredible. the Jesus Google. we got to get that down. I don't know if the Google guys that would be on board <laughs> with the not. Jesus Google. No. So he's coming up I need next. It simple. And uh, Trisha Lott Williford, you, um, your, your blog went viral when you became a widow and your husband died. He got sick and 12 hours later passed away and left you with two boys who are now 8 and 10. Yes. And so your blog... Um, got very popular then because it was so raw and painful. And then, Michelle, you speak all, several times a week, every time I call you for lunch. I'm speaking today. Oh, cute. And sharing your message about choices. And, and attitude. Uh, and attitude. And aging. And aging. And I love that positive <laughs> attitude message because she's the, isn't oh, she the prime example absolutely. of putting God's in charge. positive <laughs> mental attitude into action. Yes. So, Tricia, today I wanted you to share a little bit about one of your blogs that really um, touched people and some lessons that you've learned in blogging. 
Um, so we'll start with that, and then we'll discuss amongst ourselves. And sure. you listening, you can discuss amongst yourself. Sure. Well, one of the, I actually just posted this one today. Um, I had read recently about a woman who said that she begins every day with this prayer that she says, um, God, whatever you put before me today, I promise to do my very best. Oh, it's beautiful. And I loved that. And I had claimed it for myself as well to just, you know, practice that discipline of whatever you put before me, I promise to do my very best. Well, I find that often I'm, I think that the very best or whatever he's going to put before me, I want it to be something that's big and sparkly and shiny. I want it to be something that feels dramatic. I want it to be something that feels like it's making right. an Like impact. when you do it, you can hear like, dun, 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 dun. This is really, right. really, really big. Right. This is really important what I'm doing. And often, you know what? Sometimes the most important part of my day is helping my fourth grader with his homework, which is hard, by the way. I know. I fourth agree. Fourth grade homework is insanely ridiculous. Especially the math. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the critical so thinking. Do we have to think this critically? It's so hard. It's so hard. So, but <laughs> one of the things that I realized is that um, God is looking for us to be to engage and to be responsible for what he puts in front of us. Mm -hmm. And that when he gives you something small and you choose to be faithful in that moment, then he chooses to give you the next thing and he chooses to give you the next thing. And I went to see um, Women of Faith in mm -hmm. Denver in August. And one of the things that Patsy Claremont, I just love her. I oh, just you love went to her. one of Patsy's. Um, I Michelle went to her home. Her. I had a one-on-one. <gasps> Uh, oh, fabulous. A one-on-one. I one just on love one. her. Patsy her groupies. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just love her. Yep. I just and love this her. is her last year, so you really need to grab on. Not her. in the world, people. No, just women gosh, of faith. Not yeah, not it's not her last year in the world, people. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, so I have always loved her, and I had not been to women of faith since the last four years. And so um, so one of the th things that I experienced after my husband died was that I became agoraphobic. And if you're not sure what agoraphobic uh. means, it's just that you become very afraid of the world, and your world gets very small and you feel afraid to leave your home. And she got to a place, Patsy That Claremont, was her. That was her, yes. absolutely. Where Which her is hard to believe. Her world was just her queen-size mattress. She, she never wow. went never, out. Right. Never, How ever. How long was she like that? Oh, gosh, years. 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 Which is so hard to believe for looking and hearing her and her testimony now. Unbelievable you just can't how believe God it. takes an agoraphobic mm -hmm. who won't right. leave her bed and makes her a woman of makes her a woman, woman of faith, faith speaker. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And so she talks about how there was one day that she was like, Okay, God, I'm gonna do what you want me to do and I'm gonna do it big. Whatever it is you want me to do and he she said he 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 spoke to her and she knew for sure that it was his voice that said, Make the bed. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Make the bed. And, and he's, yes, make the bed. That's what I want you to do. I want you to make the bed right now. And she said, but I'm in it. <laughs> and all of a sudden she said, I realize what you're saying. You, get I out need to of the get bed. out of the bed. And how it felt like, ah, that can't be what you're asking me to do. Surely there must be something greater. There must be something Grander, bigger. yeah. Exactly. And so she chose in that moment, okay, you're asking me to make the bed. And she got out of bed and she made made it. One step at a time. And yep. realized that in that moment she was faithful in something small. And so he gave her the next thing. He gave her the next big thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so I've written about that. And I wrote about... Um, just that process of, of, of choosing whatever you put before me, I'm going to do the best that I can. And I've gotten a lot of responses from people who have said, oh, my goodness, that's exactly what I needed. That's the discipline I need to embrace. That is who I want to be, someone who will choose to give this my very best, even if it's just about folding the laundry and or making dinner for my family or speaking to my neighbors when I go out to get the mail instead of keeping my eyes on the sidewalk I'm going to look up and make eye contact and have an influence in my neighborhood just choosing to do whatever is in front of you the very best 
way that you can I can, can relate that. to that because I, I feel at times like because I have such a social job and a social like I'm on the radio for hours every morning and I talk to so many people that then like when quiet. I go outside I just kind of want to I don't want to stop and talk <laughs> to the neighbors and then my mom wants to have a long conversation my dear sweet mom who's alone most of the day when the kids are at school and I just don't like I don't I want to be alone or reading or doing you know my my quiet time and so I get that whole thing of not, and, I, and events, big events. Everybody, oh, you get to go all these great events. I don't want to go to many of the great <laughs> events. I, I, go ahead, Michelle. I just I attended a Bill Hybels leadership conference at one sure. time, and I loved his prayer. And I do definitely believe in talking to Jesus before my feet hit the ground, mm-hmm. before I get out of bed. But his prayer to me has just really latched on because uh, he suggested this prayer: "I freshly commit myself today, God." Thank you for this new day. I freshly commit myself to the role you have invited me to play in the building of your church. Uh, Today, I give you my love, my heart, my energy, my talent, my creativity, my faithfulness, and my gratitude. Mm -hmm. And just to, and and on those days when I don't have any energy, I will stop and pause on that, you know, or my gratefulness or my faithfulness. Oh, I haven't been faithful yesterday, God, you know, help me to work on that. It's a good focus, Mm -hmm. but I love the key word to me is freshly. I freshly commit myself to you today. Absolutely. God. You know, I think that's, we get in such a habit of hurry, mm-hmm. especially moms. Oh my gosh, there's, I don't know how you do what you do. And <laughs> and so I just think to, to, before we get out of bed, that conversation with God is so critical. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and I think that, um, you know, many of us, like you said, we want whatever God presents to us to be big and sparkly and important and, you know, like a, a national radio show and, you know, a Joyce Meyer influence. <laughs> and Joyce Meyer recently said, if I wasn't faithful in the little things with her attitude mm. when she was younger and so broken because of the abuse from her family, her mm. father in particular, she says, I never would have had this ministry. Mm. I never would have been given this ministry, I this opportunity that. to touch people had I not been faithful in the little things. Because why on earth, if we're not faithful with, for, with the little things, should God present us with other opportunities to minister to people if we can't minister to people right in our own family and our own neighborhood? Mm. Yeah, well, I want to minister to people who need me more than my kids, need me more than my husband, need me more than my neighbors and parents. I want to minister to others outside that'll make a bigger impact, someone maybe homeless or whatever. Well, why should you be given the opportunity to minister to them if, you know, I really felt in my heart at one point God t- t- teaching me, if you don't teach your kids about Jesus and being kind to others, who will? Hmm. It's kind of like what we say to our spouse, you know, it's those little things. (laughs) It's those little things that just add up. Don't give me one big thing. I want all those little things during the day. And, and they do add up. They count up. So yeah. And and if you're just joining us, Michelle, Ron and Trisha Lott Williford, we're talking about uh, uh, just, you know, being the best we can every day as a Christian and taking that opportunity. I love to wake up and I do a gratitude list in my head, just mm. thanking God for the things because I'm not very creative in my prayers. So all I can think of is I just want to tell, you know, the Lord what I'm grateful for. I also pray like, please, Jesus, help me get out of bed because I'm he so tired that. and I'm a little bit bitter about waking up. Sometimes I have to wake <laughs> up at 3 a.m. for my show, for my morning show. And so um, then I also say, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Um, let us rejoice and be glad in it. And then I'm like, be glad in it. Be glad in it. Be glad that be, you're waking up. We're going to have fun. Yeah, that, you know, you, it's, this is an opportunity to go on the radio early in the morning and my show starts at 6 a.m. Eastern which is 4 a.m. Mountain Time so it's very early and so I have to see it as um, a privilege and honor to be able to be um, the microphone for Jesus in many ways even though my morning show isn't strictly Christian I feel I have an Mm -hmm. opportunity as a Christian to speak hope into people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You do. I totally agree. Can I tell you a, a different story? I love a different story. I love stories. <laughs> so I was at McDonald's the other day, and there's there's a man there that I and I've seen him often. I've seen him often. He actually happens to be a homeless man, and he um, stands at, the, at that corner at that exit and asks for money often. And so my boys and I have often stopped and given him a water bottle or a granola bar or things like that. But whenever I've seen him inside um, McDonald's, he he very often just is not. He's not very um, lucid. He just doesn't have very clear thoughts. And you can tell there's a lot going on in his mind. He's lived a very difficult, difficult life. But every once in a while, there have been exactly two times that we've had a conversation where he's been very lucid and very clear. Well, he walked in and here's what he had to say to me. He spotted me from across the way and he said, well, look at you. You could be Bette Midler's younger sister. <gasps> Wow. He's well, right. <laughs> you do wow. look like oh, Bette Miller. Funny. I never thought. Or Bette wow. Miller's kid. Yeah. Like Bette Miller's kid. <laughs> yes, but, kid. But wow. yeah. And he, did he recognize you from being well, someone who gives to him? I said, I said, I remember you. I feel like your name is Dave. He said, that is my name. We have met before. Oh. And I said, well, it's good to see you again, Dave. It's good uh -huh. to see you. And and so he came over and he wanted to talk about Bette Midler's song lyrics. And he wanted to sing a little bit. And I listened. And and, and then he said, he said, um, do you have a few dollars? Mm. And I said, you know what? I do. And I think I had $8. I had a five and I had three ones. And I opened my wallet and I showed him that it was everything I had. And I gave him all $8. I said, yes, you can have this. And he looked at me and he said, I lived a good life. I want you to know that. I lived a good life. It's just hard now. Wow. How old do you think he he's is? He's probably 70. Okay. It's hard to tell because he yeah, sleeps he outside. Looks hard, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But he just said, he looked at me and he was just so genuine and so sincere. And so he just so implicitly wanted me to know I've lived, I lived a good life. I, it wasn't always like this. Mm -hmm. Wow. For his own pride, but also to put your mind at ease that yes. he hadn't always lived this way. And so maybe to give you some peace that he did have a good life and you're helping him now during this difficult right. bump at the end of his road. Right. He said, I slept under a billboard last night. And, but it wasn't always like this. And so we had had this just very tender moment where he made me laugh. He compared me to Bette Midler, which is not my favorite celebrity <laughs> doppelganger. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I've also been called Horrible. Emma Stone and Amy Adams, and I would prefer those. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Amy Adams from Ca Castle Rock. Dave, if you're listening, yes. for future reference, yeah. Dave, she prefers Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. I'll take that. <laughs> Got do. it. I do. But just how sweet of him to be so vulnerable, to make this personal connection with me, and then to say to me, it hasn't always been, I haven't always been like this, is essentially what he was saying. Yeah. I haven't always been like this. And I also felt like he was saying to me, it's a gift and also a good investment that you're making in me. Mm -hmm. oh, you're not throwing your money, I'm worthy. Away. money away. I'm worthy. I'm yeah. worthy. Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And so what a gift that I had that, first of all, I had cash on me because I don't always. Right. But that I had don't. this five and three ones to be able to say, I do have it and you can have this. You can have this. What was your other interaction with him? Now I'm curious. Oh, my other interaction was just unbelievable. Okay, so I actually wrote about this in my most recent memoir. It's called The book is called Let's Pretend We're Normal. And I wrote about having this terrible night. Um, you and I have talked a little bit, Angie, about just the challenges of being a single parent. And um, I had had just 
one bad thing after another with injuries for my children and, and bad encounters with just all kinds of things. And I had finally just hit a wall. I was absolutely at the end of my rope. And I, I, I put in a movie for my kids. I ordered a pizza and I went upstairs and I laid down on the floor in my closet and I just wept. And I was so angry. And I said to God, where are you? You said you were the, the father to the, the orphan. You said you're the father to the fatherless. You said you were the defender of the widow. And I don't feel like you are here. And I need for you to take care of me. Where are you? I need you to show up. I need for you to show up. And I just wept on the floor. I even actually remember like putting a t-shirt in my mouth so that I could cry as hard and as loud as I needed to without frightening my children. And and I cried until I just couldn't cry anymore. Then I went downstairs and I sat with my boys and I got my act together and had pizza and we watched a movie together. But I said to God, you need to show up. Well, the next day I went into McDonald's and, and I spent a lot of time at McDonald's because they have, um, you know, free Wi-Fi and refills right. on my Diet Coke. And really, <laughs> okay. I can last okay. for days Mrs. on yeah, end. Keeping it real, keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> So I went in there and Dave was in there that day. And like I said, this Dave and I had never had a conversation that, I mean, we'd never had a conversation actually. He just tends to be real angry and very belligerent and just very mentally agitated, Ill. Yeah. mentally ill. Absolutely. Well, so he, um, he kind of has a, it's his, his persona and his, his physique are just very intimidating. And so my children kind of were very aware that this man is in the, in this space with us. Mom, are we safe? Mom, are we okay? And he had gotten up and gone to a different part of the restaurant. And I said to them, you know what, you guys, we can be kind. We can be kind. We don't need to be afraid. We can be kind. And so uh, when Dave came back, though, he mentioned to them that he that they both had happy meals and he said something about having a happy meal and, and having he said maybe you could have an ice cream cone later and um, he wanted to talk with them about the Broncos and about football I mean he was, had all this football trivia he told them that he used to be a cliff diver at Casa Bonita what? that oh. was his job and that probably is true I think seriously. it was true but that might make you go a little batty let's be honest <laughs> no seriously but well it's been open a long open. time yeah 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 long time. maybe the food drove him crazy I don't know or you There's know so papillas are the best. Yes, they are. <laughs> True story. But what a neat yeah. place. Okay, well, so he's okay. probably telling Which the kids him, the truth. He, so he had this moment of lucidity. And I have he a did. brother who was mentally ill, and they come in and out sometimes. So he's tr- chatting with the kids. He's Broncos chatting trivia. with them. I was a cliff driver. Yes, and and so and which makes them him instantly a celebrity to my children. Right. Oh, they yeah. love, love, love Casa Bonita. Mm-hmm. So we're gathering our stuff and we're throwing our trash away. And just as we're walking out the door, he stops both of my kids and he says, "You guys." I want to tell you something. Come here. I want to tell you, you need to take care of your mom. Mm. I want you to obey her. I want you to take care of her. And here's what I want to tell you. And he starts quoting the fourth chapter of Philippians to mm. my children. God and sent. And saying to them. God sent. Yes. God showed yep. up. God showed up. And so he's speaking to my children. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There is nothing that is impossible for you. There is nothing. And he's saying it all like a storyteller. It's not like he was reciting something he'd memorized. It was something that was written in his heart, Mm -hmm. on his heart. He's saying this to my children. And here's the beauty of it. Rob's life verse was Philippians 4.13. Really? And he was never able to say that to my children. They were never old enough to understand wow. that. That's incredible. So I had prayed on the floor, wept on the floor, and said, God, you need to show up. And the next day, he brings this man into McDonald's who says to me, I have a few words for you. Yeah. You know what? 
Yes, and gives me this. And gives you gives you Philippians four thirteen. And you listen. Yes. And your father the died before he could tell yes. your kids that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that you must have gotten the chills. I did. I wrote it right into a book because but, I thought this is this yep. is this is too important. Right. Ooh. This is too important. All right. Well, tell people uh, again your book and your website, Tricia, so people can find you. My book is called Let's Pretend We're Normal. My website is my name, TriciaLottWilliford.com. And that's where her blog is as well. So I can Google yes. Trisha Lott. Yes, you can. Williford. Williford, yes. Williford. Yes. MichelleAron.com. <laughs> I got it. I'm going to Google it. And if you'd like to hear these great ladies, well, uh, Michelle and I and many other great ladies at our women's conference, it's October 3rd. Go to my website, AngieAustinRadio.com. We would love for you to come. It will be life-changing. Stand by. We're going to have Need Him Global. This is the coolest idea next on The Good News. Music, talk, and the love of Christ. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have things you want to give away, but you know, you feel like, oh, it's too nice and I just want to give it away or it's too much of a hassle to bring it down to donate it? Well, guess what? I'm very good friends with the ARC organization. My friend Francis Owens is here and you'll come pick up our stuff for free. We will. I won't personally, <laughs> although I guess I could. Yes. I actually do some of that, but we would love anything you'd like to donate. Nice items, even if they're not quite so nice. Things sell. It's amazing. It's like you're always on a hunt. Please call 303 Jane, which is 303-238-5263. We'd love to come pick up anything you'd like to donate. Well, I have to tell you, we donate a lot because my husband refuses to let things hang around the house. And he used to just <laughs> aim for the trash. And now he knows no. we have an ARC box. Yep. And you know we've even brought a trailer load down. And that's before I knew that you would come pick up things for free. And if you want more information about shopping with a purpose, they have great items at ARC. All of the money stays locally to help the disabled community. Go to arcthrift.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. Hi, I'm Angie Austin with the good news. I'm Angel Tessie with Experience Pros. All right, so we're radio hosts who want to make your life better. We have an excellent event coming up. If you're feeling low, you're feeling blue, you've had a difficult past, you're depressed, whatever it may be, we have an event coming up called Real Women, Real Issues, Real Solutions. And Angel, you are going to talk about your family life. Absolutely. A tough time that my husband and I went through several years ago, how we managed to get through that and actually come out as a healthier husband and wife couple. And I am so excited to share this story for the first time at Real Women. And I'm really excited to talk about overcoming the past. And I've lost family members to drug addiction, murder, etc. And I want people to know how they can become a victor in life and not a victim uh, to forgive and get over the past and the steps that you can take in your own life to achieve your goals and get the life that you really want. The Lord wants that for us. So 
we'd love for you to come. It's October 3rd. It's in Highlands Ranch at the Jubilee Church. Are you excited, Angel? I am so excited. Ladies last year said it was life-changing, so please come join us. AngieAustinRadio.com. Click on Events. Spreading hope, joy, and goodness. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. You know, always fun to have someone on who has a real heart for uh, the good news and caring and giving. And of course, our favorite topic, Jesus. Hello. Shout out to Jesus. Paul Dunn is someone I met in the philanthropic circles in Denver, but really he travels all over the country helping to fundraise for wonderful uh, organizations. So he's lived a lot of places, but his favorite place is Denver. But right now he's joining us to talk about uh, one of his more recent endeavors. Uh, He moved away from Denver to work for Need Him Global, and he's got a great event that'll be coming to Denver soon. Hi, Paul. Hi, Angie. How are you doing? It's good to talk to you again. Uh, Good to talk to you, too. And I love that Need Him is actually Jesus, correct? Absolutely. It's uh, It's a very evangelistic organization that has been around for 19 years and uh, just a wonderful organization that goes out, announces the gospel, but more importantly, uh, we provide live conversations about Jesus. It's very cutting-edge organization. It's what attracted me. And, you know, it's it's hard to move from Denver, especially to Dallas, uh, when my friends are calling me and telling me, gosh, it's a, really a heat wave here today. It's 88 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to have to go up to the mountains, and I say, yeah, tell me about it, friends. (laughs) That is hilarious. Well, as I learned more about Need Him Global, um, I agree that the cool part is this live conversation. So we already know lots of places that you talk about the Lord. You can go to the web. You can go to social Mm -hmm. media. But I can actually call Need Him Global and say I have questions about God or I don't understand faith or, you know, tell me more about the Bible or whatever I want to ask him about. Absolutely. In fact, what we do is is we kind of have three pillars for the organization. At least that's how we like to explain it. The first one is announce, and we announce the gospel using different means, and we do that over for 211 million media impressions. How uh, many? Across 211, 211 million? 211 million. And wow. by the way, that doesn't count the other 45 million that we do with Hobby Lobby on their, uh, you know, they do the three newspaper ads a year. And if you look at the bottom of that ad, it tells you if you need to know more about Jesus, go to Need Him Global, uh, or it says to go to uh, chat about Jesus or 1-888-NEED-HIM. That is so, so it's, uh, awesome. So, so we I can have, get my hot glue guns and all yeah. of my craft goods and call the number to find out more about Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> At the same time, go to the bottom of the ad and we're there. So, uh, so we announced the gospel, not only there, but also on MTV, Pandora, um, all sorts of wow. different places where you, you wouldn't usually find the gospel, that along with 400 Christian radio stations. Um, so the, the, uh, the kind of the genesis for the idea, uh, Angie, you've been to these, came out of the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And uh, a bunch of the ministries were sitting around, this is almost 20 years ago now, and they said, you know, they found out there was a uh, kind of a uh, something that was put out by the Barna publication that found out that over 30% of the people that listened to Christian radio were not Christians. Really? And they said, we've got to do something about that. And that was the genesis for Need Him. They said, we need a place for them to be to respond uh, to find out more about God and to be led to the Lord. And so um, Need Him was birthed, and like I said, we've, we've continued that presentation or announcing the gospel in all different forms, everywhere from Pandora to Cartoon Network to just everything. So we put the gospel out and announce it, 
And a lot of organizations, as you mentioned, announce the gospel. You know, every church on every corner announces Christ. But a not a lot of them give you an opportunity to respond. Yeah. And if they do, it's usually kind of a static website where, you know, go through steps one through four and check at the bottom, and then you're a Christian. Right. And we wanted people to have, as you mentioned, live conversations. So uh, we had over 275,000 live conversations about Jesus last year. And uh, those were people calling up everywhere from, gosh, I, I, I want to know more about him, and I want to accept him as my Savior and Lord, all the way to um, I'm having problems in my marriage. One of the biggest subjects we have right now is, unfortunately, young women that are coming to us that are cutting themselves. Oh, it's so and then, of course, crazy, Paul. This is not something it, when it you is, and I were kids that was prevalent, no. and it's so common now. We were just in line at the amusement park the other day, and my son turned to me, and he said, what's wrong with that girl? And she had slices up and down her mm-hmm. arm. We have it. It's one of the largest uh, uh, phone calls. And our, our top four that we get, uh, and I should say, we do this not only through phone call, but we have um, what is really taking over, which is our chat about Jesus. Oh, I love com. that. I love and this. So, isn't it great? And it's just I, that's chat what about I do every Jesus. day, Paul. I chat about <laughs> Jesus. And you, you know what's, should... what's so cool is like we're on the same page because I wanted to have a show, The Good News, where whether you're mm-hmm. a Christian or not, you'd still get something out of listening and that you mm-hmm. wouldn't be intimidated. I wouldn't use special language that only Christians understand. Yep. I wouldn't that's preach exactly. at you. I would just talk about hope and kindness and loving one another and good stories that show that there's a lot of good going on in our world. And so I love it that we're on the same page. And what I love about Need Him Global is that it sounds like a great idea that you and a few friends and I would talk about over coffee. That you're like, oh, wouldn't it be so great if we had a line and when you're in trouble <laughs> or you've got an addiction and you could call and talk about Jesus and there'd be a website and people that you could just call up on the phone for free. But the fact that you guys made this come to fruition and there's over two hundred million, you know, you know, what do you call it? Touches, media touches. Yeah, media impressions, yes. yes. It just blows my mind. It's so cool. It's it's unreal. You know, I uh we as a staff and also we ask our board uh to get on, but we get on as a staff, probably I get on about an hour a day just to you know, keep touch. And so I'll get online and I'll really? take some chats or, or texting that's become another uh popular area. You know, so uh, I can text well, you we, and say I'm I'm really depressed right now. I I don't have any hope, and I can send you a text. And Paul Dunn or someone like you at Need Global. You, you send it to message. chat about Jesus, and and uh, it's it's so it's so interesting that they come in, and and I have I've been able to pray with people all over the nation to accept him. But also, um, I had a young woman the other day who was who was really struggling in her marriage, and you know we don't know their names. It's a safe confidential place for people to come. We're not counselors, but they can come and they can ask questions from everything about what does God say about marriage, um, and more specifically, not just generally, but what does God say about this that's going on in my marriage, and what do I do about it? Or what does God, I'm having a problem with my children, or a child, I don't want to listen to my parents, or I'm cutting myself, or you know, I'm having feelings uh, uh, with my girlfriend that I don't think I ought to be having. It's it's a wide swath of questions that come in, and uh, it's really wonderful. And you see people's lives changed every day through this. And like I said, 275,000 live conversations last year. So it's wow. a, 
Must wonderful, be very just satisfying, wonderful. you know, for you. Yeah. And I want to get into a little bit more. So as we're talking right now, I want, if you're just joining us, uh, Paul Dunn is the uh, uh, chief development officer with Need Him Global. And we're talking about the website and how people can call or text if they're having difficulties, questions about God. They're, you know, dealing with whatever dark time it may be, or just they're curious about the Christian faith. So, um, and mentioning that um, Need Him Global is very satisfying for you. I want to go a little bit back in your background, Paul, because I know the work that you did in Denver before you moved away with camp and with kids who've been abused, um, and you have such a heart, the Denver Rescue Mission that we're closely affiliated with as well. So after 9-11, apparently you had a change of heart. So tell me about your story and why you have such a passion for your faith and helping nonprofits. You know, I, I appreciate you asking that. And that, that was actually the the instance, if you would, of my changing uh, careers. I was a businessman in Denver. I was a high-level executive recruiter, uh, had my own company, and had a couple people that worked with me. And um, after 9-11 happened, I just, I had been a donor to the Denver Rescue Mission. Not a lot, but a, a, what they would consider a major donor. And uh, uh, as as you would, uh, the the do, the development officer at the Denver Rescue Mission called me up and said, "Hey, Paul, it's kind of the end of the year, it's December, and you know I'm we're looking for your gift." <laughs> and I said, "You know, it's been a really difficult after 9/11, and but I still love what you guys do." And they said, "Have you ever thought about doing what I do?" And Angie, you'll find this funny, but I literally said to them, "Someone pays you to feed the homeless." And they go, no, no, no. And I, I had no idea what fundraising was about. Oh, and so I ended up uh, going into uh, the area and um, just found that it, it made such a difference. I wanted to do something more with my life. So started out with the Denver Rescue Mission, was able to work since that time with uh, health centers and hospitals and uh, people with developmental disabilities, and then finally with the Kemp Center and and. Part of the reason all of that brought me to need him, and you being a person of faith, Angel, understand this is, you know, I just, I would really get frustrated because people would try to change their lives no matter what it was, and, and, and I was so thankful for that. But I really wanted to let them know that they have to change the foundation of their life, and that foundation has to come with a personal relationship with God. And and that's where that real change is going to come. If we're not doing that, we're just kind of whitewashing the problem, but we have to dig down deeper. And when I heard of that was Need Him's number one goal was to lead people to the Lord and to, you know, help them with these problems. If you're having problems with your marriage, you can find a solution here. It really meant a lot to me, and that's what attracted me to the organization. And so it's kind of been a movement uh, for me and my career towards this area. And uh, just have always loved Denver and the great nonprofits and the work that they do there. Um, I, I hated that I'm going to miss the um, uh, National Philanthropy Days there. I got to be the chair of the awards committee last yes, year. Yes, that's one of the ways and, we met. Yes, it was. And we spoke about that. We had Jamie on with us, and we are talking. And uh, just hate that I had to miss this last year because Denver – is such an amazing philanthropic community, yes. and they really do care everywhere from uh, Governor Hickenlooper all the way down through all the nonprofits, and I'm so uh, proud of how they do that work, and I, I constantly look back at that, how I do my work these days. 
you know, um, I understand making a whole big career change because mine, not fundraising, but, you know, leaving TV news and having that job mm-hmm. security and the paycheck and having worked 20 years to get to a certain level. And I had another job offer in Denver and I didn't take it. And as you know, started the good news from the ground up because I felt like I yeah. wanted people to not be in so much Christian radio, as you know, is intimidating or preachy. And yeah. if you're not a Christian, it can be like, what are they talking about? Or they're preaching to me and I don't understand yeah, what it. Is that? What does it mean, you know, when they use the saved or lost or, you yeah, know, uh, and all those kind of Christianese words. Yes, down I, on I, yeah. your face. The season, yeah. You're in a different season. Yeah. Yes. You know, and <laughs> they do like, that what? all the time. And, and uh, that's one of the things about this ministry is it's non-threatening. People come in. Angie, we have actually no idea what, who the, what the person's name is or where they're calling from or where they're chatting from. And, you know, last year we had people from 178 different countries wow. that uh, reached out to need him. We, we have no idea. The one thing that we let all of our volunteers, and we have over 400 active volunteers that work with us, that help us with this. Um, and one thing we tell them is, number one, always accepting, always loving, never preaching, never judgmental. Love and so... It. People will come in and with whatever they're struggling with and, and talk about it, and it, we obviously try to bring it back to what we as believers and followers of Christ know is the truth, and we bring it back to that point and just say, you know, have you started here with this foundation? And uh, it's really, uh, I've just seen it turn people's lives around, especially the ones that I have personally gotten to be involved with. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So let's talk about some success stories. Obviously, you don't know their names, but just through, you know, the volunteers, your coworkers, and yourself um, answering these texts, answering these phone calls from people sometimes in distress, sometimes in need, sometimes in a dark hour. Any neat success stories or touching moments that you can tell us about in terms of, you know, working for Need Him Global? Absolutely. Let me tell you about one. Now, we do the only time we ever find out their name is if if we say, hey, can I pray for you? Would it be all right if you gave me your first name? And we ask permission for that, and they'll give it. And this is one of those stories. Uh, we have a resident leadership program, which we use uh, seminary interns to be part of our volunteer squad. So these seminarians, you know, they get a lot of knowledge in, in the seminary, but they don't get a lot of evangelical type of practice to do this. So we have one of our seminary students, his name's Cody, and he was answering text uh, uh, one evening, and a gentle little young man came to him and shared with him, um, he was, you know, just having a rough time. He was in Arizona. He had a daughter, um, we really never saw a little two-year-old daughter and was just dealing with everything. And on top of it, he just found out that he had been diagnosed with brain cancer. Uh... And, so, and, and he's a young guy, and Cody is a young seminary student, probably in that 22-year-old, 24-year-old yeah. range. And so they start having this conversation, and some of it would be spiritual. That's, you know, he, he after all, went to a website called Chat About Jesus. So it's not, it's not like we're hiding anything. Right. And so he, he started asking questions and, you know, what is it with my life and why is this happening? And Cody was very understanding to him, and they kept this conversation going. And as young guys would, they talked about, you know, first dates and their cars and, and other things. And this conversation kept going on. And eventually the young man said, his name was Josiah, we found out, said, um, listen, um, I'm going to the East Coast 
to uh, see there's some experimental uh, medicine that's being done. There's some procedures, and to see if that might help me. So he said, I want to let you know. And this is around Christmas time. Well, I can't believe and, what a time. I, I'm just, I could talk yeah. to you for like another 20 minutes. Yeah. I'll have to have you back <laughs> again to talk more about this. And would, would you like to, to talk, talk about the Denver event for our Denver listeners who would Absolutely. like to attend? Let me do that, and if you don't mind, it, it would be uh, great to. We're going to come there. We have what we, we call them our ambassador events. They're just basically introductory events that we have that we uh, talk to people, you know, just about the organization and what's happening and, and uh, the different things that are going on. And so we are having one there in, um, in Denver, Colorado, at some good friends of ours' home. And uh, we're very excited that we're going to be able to be there with them. And it's Daphne and Rick Rife, and they're doing an event for us, and it's going to be on Thursday, October 1st at 7 p.m. And it's just about an hour and a half. There will be dessert and coffee that are provided. And uh, we're going to – I just talked for about a half an hour about the ministry, what's happening. And then there's not a – it's not a fundraising event. We don't ask for money. The only thing we do is just say, you know, if you're interested in hearing more about the ministry, give us your name and address so we can keep in touch with you. And, and so uh, we can so, email Julie or call? Call, yeah. And her email is julie at needhim.org. Or they can call her at 214-484. And you know, 1274, I believe. Is that what you have, Angie? Yeah. And again, yeah. Julie at needhim.org. Julie at needhim.org. Oh, Paul Dunn, what a blessing it was to talk to you today. Thank you so much. This is the place where love lives. 810 KLVZ. Hey, it's Angie Austin with the good news. You know, do you have dreams that you'd like to reach, goals, desires? Are you hurting? Are you sad? Have you had a loss? I have the most wonderful thing for you. Last year, I said, I'd love to get some of the great speakers from around Denver and have kind of like our own women of faith. So it's called Real Women, Real Issues, Real Solutions. Last year, the women said it was life-changing, and they asked us if we would do it again. So we have six wonderful speakers, myself included. I'm going to be talking about, uh, do you want to be a victim or a victor? Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, talking about letting go of the past. We're going to talk about reaching your goals with Carrie Conley. Michelle Ron, Miss Senior America, talking about choices and aiming towards Christ. Angel Tussie, radio host on AM560, talking about how she resurrected her marriage and her home life and how to have home life in balance. And no one has a better life than Angel. And Diane Lopes, talking about money and trust. I have to tell you, as a Christian woman, I feel so blessed to be part of this. I would love for you to come. AngieAustinRadio.com for tickets October 3rd in Highlands Ranch. Hi, it's Angie Austin. If you ever thought about mentoring someone, well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, you can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs, um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things, but it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. 
when achieving your dreams is a bit more difficult than you thought. Infinite Nation is here to help. Carrie Conley is the co-creator of Infinite Nation, and she knows that when your vision is big enough, you can create infinite success. Go to InfiniteNation.com to learn more about the upcoming Vision is Victory workshop on August 27th and get your tickets. During this all-day event, Carrie will teach you how easy it is to get yourself on the right path to making your big dreams a reality. She will show you how to reconnect with and clarify your vision and create measurable and achievable goals for the short and long-term success. If you are unable to attend the Vision is Victory event on August 27th, you can still make your dreams a reality by requesting a free Vision Check phone call with Carrie Conley. She will help you discover how easy it is to get yourself on the journey to achieve your dreams. Call 720-331-8693, 720-331-8693, and go to infinitenation.com. This is a good place. I really like it. This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Brick and sorting the different Brick Brick stuff. Also, then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. Proclaiming the love of Christ through the airwaves. 810 KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. Well, the good news is my dear friend Carrie Conley is here to encourage us. And she says, how do you function during adversity? How to keep going when you're going through something major? And she means major. Uh, so, Carrie, we're going to break that down. But I also want to say how thrilled, how flattered, how um, encouraged I'm going to be to hear you speak about your story of hope at our women's conference. What we pretty much did is we gathered the women that you and I really admire, the people that in- that we turn to in a time of need or when we need some spiritual Christian sisterhood guidance and all of our favorite people we've gathered for the women's conference on October 3rd and Carrie's one of the speakers. Well, I'm honored to be a part of it this year, Angie. So thank you for including me. Well, let's talk about um, a little bit about functioning during adversity because you've had one of the toughest years of your life and you've grown your business, which seems like, wow, how do you do that? It's been one of the best (laughs) years of your life Uh, professionally. How does that happen when you lost your husband a year ago? You know, I think there's a lot of reasons for it, Angie, and I get asked that question a lot, you know, because most people would think after losing your husband um, the way I did to suicide that you would just crumble into a ball and not be able to function for a very long time. And there are people who need to do that. I am not judging that at all. One of the biggest things that I've learned um, when you're going through something like this is that you absolutely have to deal with it in your own way. And, you know, one of the things that's very hard for other people to understand because they would grieve and handle it their way, they can't understand when you're doing something completely different like I did, which was run with a company that went nuts over the past year. And Mm -hmm. I kept going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, Angie, it wasn't optional because I have a lot of people who are counting on me. And so, 
Um, and, you know, work is very cathartic for some people. For me, it is how I keep moving so that I don't crumble into a ball and I enjoy what I do. So I encourage people, if you're going through something, to not fall prey to listening to what other people would do or how you think they might be judging you and do what you need to do to get through the situation. I feel like we get paralyzed worrying about what other people say are thinking or how they're sure. judging what we're doing. And here, you know, in your time of grief, people were surprised that you were handling it so well. But why, why can't we say, wow, I'm so impressed that Carrie's still living. And what I was so impressed by, which most, uh, I'm sure everyone was impressed, that you were there so much for your kids. But I also saw your kids be so strong for you because you'd been mm. such a good example to them in other situations as they were growing up when you were working through adversity that you kept on living. And so they learned from you. So when they lost their father to suicide, they also walked alongside you rather than you picking them up. You know what I'm saying? Because they were so oh, yeah. strong because of the example you set for them over the years. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of faith, as you know, Angie. And so, you know, what we chose to do was keep focusing on what we know is true. And what we know is true is that um, my husband is in a much better place and we will see him again. And so we point to that whenever we all, you know, get down. Um, and you know, what's interesting about my kids and I is each one of us are dealing with, dealing with it as a team, but we each of us deal with it in a different way. And we've learned to respect each other and how we're dealing with it yes. and going through certain different emotions at different times, which yes. also helps. Well, and um, so it, when you're, when you're going through adversity, you say surround yourself only with people you can trust and don't demand a lot from you. They're there. They're ready to give to you. That friend that you give to them in their time of need, but when you're in your time of need, they are ready to give to you. Number two, take as much off your plate as possible. And we talked a little bit about that so you can focus on the most important things and don't put any shoulds on yourself, like guilt trip of how you should or need to deal with it or how um, other people expect things of you, need things from you, want things from you, that you have to really protect yourself and have boundaries when you're going through a difficult time and you're still trying to um, function. Absolutely. And not to worry about that because in the beginning, I did worry about that. I had people telling me what was what the word on the street was about me and what I was dealing with and how I was doing it. And, and in the beginning, I worried about it. And then I learned, you know what, I can't worry about it. I don't have the space and the energy to do that. And I think that that old saying about what other people say about us is none of our business is so right. corny, but so true. Well, and the thing is, Andy, here's what I also came to realize is that I couldn't judge them for judging me right. because right. they, you know, unless they had been through it, how could they possibly understand what we were going exactly. through? Exactly. So I couldn't expect give, them to. Give us your website. InfiniteNation.com. Come see us on October 3rd. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.